Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Last time on Dungeon Drunks, deep in the Undermountain Underwater Deep, our party continues to search for Evelyn, the cousin of Travancore, and the person responsible for summoning a devil. They also know there's a cave dragon somewhere in these tunnels with all of its kobold servants. They have found a shaft dug deep into the rock, leading down into darkness with a kobold-sized rope ladder leading into its depths. It is an ominous sign, but they've tracked Evelyn to this path and now contemplate how to get the larger members of their party safely below. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your damn Lauren, also known as Oboe Crazy, and I'm continuing the Jack Daniels, but this time I have a very classic Jack and Coke, because uh, we were able to get a hold of some actual Coke, and so I have a big glass of Coke and a decent amount of Jack Daniels. I'm gonna admit, I put there's quite a bit in here, so I'm enjoying it. Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun, Travancore's choice this evening is... Something experiment. Ordinarily, I'm praised sometimes for uh, for having decent drink selection and actually having good taste. Today is a celebration of bad taste. Specifically, remember when you were a kid and you used to have that mix uh, iced tea around and like you wouldn't actually brew it, but you just like take like scoops of stuff, throw it into powder, throw it into water, and mix it together. Well, well, this brain genius over here decided to to do that and add rum to it, and. Uh, it turned out about as good or as poorly as uh, as expected. So I've oh dear, I've created oh. my own. Oh no! Prison. Oh no! And, and before I, I yield the floor, let me say uh, we've been having a lot of fun having Travancore kill or try attempt to kill his uh, his cousin. But let me say for the record, my real life cousins are actually pretty awesome. They are. I've met cousin. You met both cousins. If D and D all three actually was like real life, there would be a, a lot more of just sitting around playing fun video games and drinking and a lot less of I need to go kill this thing. But also there would be a lot less magic items and loot and foosball. Bernie, what are you drinking? Oh yeah, you wanted me to do this in French. <laughs> I would love for you to try. <laughs> uh I hate uh so if you don't like what I've said in French and you feel the need to tweet at me and correct me, don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a if you if you if your parents never informed you that's called being a jerk do not as will wheaton would say do not be a dick yeah don't be a dick um bonjour uh bonsoir actually bonsoir c'est soit je bois du bière uh oh, lunch money yeah i can that's i just said good evening tonight i'm drinking beer that's all I've got for you guys. I, French one. I can tell you where the the to- le toilette uh sont. I can tell you where the toilets are in my museum. That is a useful skill. Yeah, they are they are uh, derrière ce mur et en face de télé, which is behind this wall and in front of the TV in our museums. If you ever come to the buy down, it's the one thing I remember from my long ago French class. It would be a puis j'allais au double WC, s'il vous plaît. Yeah, like, that's it. 
That's all I know in French. So I'm sorry, what were you drinking again? <laughs> I am drinking, let's, so let's not do this in French. Uh, Collective Arts Brewing Company. They're uh, based out of Hamilton, Ontario, which is a little bit outside of Toronto, if you were trying to put that on a map. And the beer is called Lunch Money. Oh. Obrigado, Nicolai. Cool. And, and they, they put amazing artists on their cans, and the artist is actually from Portugal, which is awesome, from from Lisbon. Um, and the artist on this can is Nikolai Negura, uh, which I probably also didn't pronounce correctly, but fuck it. You know what? I'll look forward to looking at that can on our Instagram. It is on our Instagram right now, actually, and it's very good beer. Excellent. Play bien. Well, thank you for indulging uh, after listening to you complain about your French. Thank you for indulging with your French. And congratulations on your French. If you come to my museum and you are a Francophone, I will make every possible attempt to speak as much French as I have to you. However, if you come to my museum and you don't speak any French, I can't speak French to you. That's not going to help you. Um, <laughs> but uh, most places you go, in in Ottawa at least, you will get a hello, bonjour. There you go. So go go visit her museum, go patronize that place, and go say hi in either French or English. Someone who doesn't speak French, but does speak wonderful English, Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, ich spreche Deutsch. Life Aber. imitates art. Oh, we bitte. have audio guides in Deutsch. Uh, so I'm going to first apologize. If you guys hear barking in the background, I've got a new pupper in the house and he's still adjusting and doesn't like the fact that he's not in the room with me. Uh, so if you hear barking in this episode. Well, I don't like the fact that I'm not in the room with you either, so... Right. You could just say it's blue if you hear the barking. Barking from afar. <laughs> um, so I finished that random six-pack of soda that I got with really random flavors, and there goes the dog. Uh, but this time, I got a six-pack of Yaritos of different flavors, and today Ooh. I am drinking the grapefruit uh, version, and it is delicious. It's basically a better version of Fresca. I know how much Jules loves Fresca. Uh, but it is I grapefruit Yaritos. <laughs> I know. Uh, and so do our listeners. But it is a Mexican soda with pure cane sugar. I bet that's so much better. But we are super happy that you have something that you like because it was like six weeks of you going, ugh. So I'm super happy that you finally have something you enjoy. I'm not a huge fan of like grapefruit by itself, but I like grapefruit soda. <laughs> there Wasn't there a listener who recommended some interesting sodas for you yeah, to I try? Yeah, I took a screenshot of that for later. We'll I had already kind of purchased the Oritos, so. Also, there is there a spicy ginger ale that I need to get for you. Okay. It's made with actual ginger, and if, if you have chapped lips, your mouth will burn a little. Oh, no. It's very good. I love it so much. Ooh. That is... Yes. Yes. I, I would like to subscribe to this newsletter. Jonathan, bringing up the rear, what are you drinking? Bringing up the derriere. Uh, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Medge Muscular, and tonight, I have rejoined the Cider Wars. Whoa. Oh, no. So... Uh, Laguerre, I was talking. Laguerre decider. Laguerre de Palm. Laguerre de Palm. <laughs> that yes. So, friend of the show Izzy tweeted at me and the show, declaring her side in the cider wars with the evil Crispin forces. <laughs> so that I I was like, no, no, jerk, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> what happened were, uh, Izzy is not actually a jerk. We talked about it for a while. Izzy's oh, I blew up my audio there. I'm so sorry. Being. We need to make that incredibly clear. Izzy is a beautiful, wonderful human. She, she totally is. This she to, is. To that point, we were talking about it later, and I was kind of like, well, I'm kind of bummed that I can't participate in the Cider Wars anymore. 
So she's like, well, do you think they'll ever make a no sugar, a low sugar cider? And I'm like, well, I think that'd be hard and probably awful because like cider is sugar, like it's fruit juices and stuff. Being the wonderful person that she is, she got me a list of ciders that have low sugar. Wow. Now, I couldn't, I found one of them at the liquor store that, uh, that I went to earlier. But what I'm drinking tonight is Ace Joker Hard Cider. It comes in at a svelte 3% uh, sugar per serving, uh, which is about a third of my favorite cider and of my hated cider, Ace, Ace Pear and Crispin, respectively. So we're, I haven't tried this yet. We're going to try it right now. Hey, live on air. It's not half bad. Obviously, it's not going to be as sweet as others. It's a little dry. I love dry. Dry cider is like my fave. It's definitely, if you can drink actual cider, you're, you're not going to miss this. This is something that you could probably avoid if you could drink like actual cider. But for the, uh, for the diabetic that I am, this will do just fine. So cheers and oh, my shot of fireball. Today's shot of fireball to be consumed at the casting of fireball is dedicated to friend of the show, John Crazy Boy Sharp. Yes, thank you so much for for uh, for supporting us. It was a pleasure to see you at PAX South, and I'm sure I will see you again at RTX. So, uh, John, this is going to be for you when I blow shit up. Hopefully, there'll be some blowing up of things tonight. Well, I, I think I'm going to actually cast a bunch of utility spells first. All right. You guys are standing at the top of a fairly large, relatively round but rough hole deep into the ground. One that you suspect was made by a cave dragon. And at the moment, it is it is a shaft going vertical, deep, beyond even your dark vision. And the only way down seems to be this thin little rope ladder that Carlton and... Shadow, because of their size, and Coco Snoot, simply because of him being a dog, might have a lot of trouble navigating. And I would like to know what you would like to do. It's not my fault I'm big boned. I know, honey. We love you. I'm not blaming you. You have lots of <laughs> muscle, Carlton, and sometimes muscle, you know, <gasps> I know what muscle to do. doesn't squish. I know what to do. Oh, no. Oh, I dear. reach into the bag of holding. I pull out the alchemy jug, and I go, What are you doing? Bernie, say it. Say the favorite thing. Oh, mayonnaise. And I uncork it, and I start pouring mayonnaise around the thing so it gets all nice and lubricated. Wait, so you're lubricating s- the hole? So I can slide down. Well, okay. So I thought we, whole- you were going to pull out the hat that you can make yourself a foot shorter and maybe a little skinnier. It doesn't actually change my physical size. It just makes oh, me look smaller. Well. Yeah. The hole is 15 foot radius, right. so it's about 30 feet wide. And so I go, to, I go butts- to pour it down the hole, and I realize there's not going to be enough, so I just pour it on myself. Wait, you're okay. not a 15 foot radius, Carlton. Right. I don't have enough mayo for the whole thing, but I have enough mayo for me. But why do you need... To help Hold on. lube myself down. No, no, that's not how it works, Carlton. <laughs> that's so very Yeah, close. that's not how this works. So what's going to happen yes. is you're going to slide down to your death. No, no, I got this. Because you can't no, stop. You won't no. be able to. Okay. We're going to lower the bear down, and then we're going to lower the dog down with a rope. Well, actually, so 
I'm not going to will, actually. Nope. I almost no, did that. Not. I'm not I'm going so to. Sorry. Close. So close. You went, uh, but you nope. stopped yourself, and that's how we learn. So, <laughs> I have a plan, because I can cast Spider Climb on someone. And what that can do is then they can load your dog, the Baron Von Coco Snoot, into the basket, and then they can climb down. Yeah. Hauling, okay. hauling Baron Von Coco Snoot in the basket. Should now, we cast Spider Climb on the bear? That's sort of what I'm thinking. We outfit the bear with the basket, and he can take Coco Snoot the, all the way down, and Carlton will have to clean himself up. Because he's going to need to use the rope to come down. I also suggest that Carlton go last. That way, if the rope snaps, we're all not screwed. But somebody should go before the bear, just in case there's stuff down there. I, uh, I agree. That will be. That will be. I mean, I have armor. Guys, um, I'm sticky. Yeah, and you're going to smell like branched <laughs> potato salad, though. I enabled this. I really can't complain. It's, it's fine. Look. What we'll do? I really did think we were putting him down a tiny hole, and then he needed to slide down. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry that literally everything about Carl. No, this is a fairly is large hole. <laughs> you said like cobalt size. No, no, the rope was cobalt size. The oh. hole was cave dragon sized. Oh. It was a good plan, Carlton, when we weren't as, paying attention. As Jonathan the Magimuscular put together with his massive logic muscles, he figured that even though he knows nothing about cave dragons, a giant hole in a, in a place where the word cave dragon has been mentioned, air quotes, he makes air quotes with one hand and his mage hand. I love it. I love then, being like, yep. And the mage hand looks real sassy. It's mad at all. It's like, it's doing <laughs> it snaps in a runic formation. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think we like maybe since he can stealth, I say Travancore goes first. We we spread it out a little bit. Uh, then you and I go next, and then after that, the spell will last for. Let me actually see how long the spell lasts. Let's see. An hour. Okay, yeah. So we'll go down, and then we will coax Shadow. Actually, as we're going down, we can co kind of coax Shadow down above us. And then after we're all done, then we we send up for Carlton. Out, and, and if we need to communicate, we can use Bucks. Okay. Okay. That's so... That seems so like Carlton's covered in mayo. Who's getting spider climbed and who's yep. carrying who? The bear, <laughs> is the bear is getting spider climbed. The, okay. the Bernie basket is going to be hooked onto the bear. Coco Snoot will be secured in the Bernie basket. And the bear will climb down. And But that is going to happen after some of us are at the bottom. Right. We're going to send Travancore down first since he can stealth and is... Used to working on his own. Okay. And he doesn't have to do that for very long. Also, question. In what orientation should we put the basket? Should we put it opening towards head of Shadow? Or I think opening, opening towards the butt because Shadow's going to climb down like that. That's exactly He's what gonna... I was thinking. Yeah. Great. On the same page. All right. So before I, I head down, I uh, I sort of like nuzzle Shadow a little bit. I sort of take both sides of his head and I have my hands there. And I, I kind of rub my nose against his and I say, you are strong and you are brave. You can do what's asked of you, 
even if you think you can't. <clears throat> Shadow has zero idea what you're about to asking of him, or what you're about to ask of him, but it's obvious that he is 100% ready to do it, whatever that is. Bernie's going to look at Coco Snoot and she's going to say, Coco Snoot, I'm going to ask a thing of you that you might not want to do in... Before I had you, I rode in a basket on top of the large mayonnaise man. It wasn't as bad as it sounds. You are going to ride in a basket not on the large mayonnaise man, but on the bear over there that thinks it's made of fire. Uh, Coco Snoot, you're still riding Coco Snoot at this moment, and he just is obediently... And you get the sense this is going to be a weird series of commands, but you could pretty much command him to get into the basket. It might not be comfortable, but, you know, it'll be, it'll work. Before any of us go down, Bernie wants to make sure the basket's secure on the bear and her dog is secure in the basket. And I figure Travancore's probably the best one to do that since this is going to be rope stuff. And we know he's into rope stuff. Sure. The bear is not going to eat you, because if the bear eats you, the bear is going to die, and Uncle Travancore will cry for a very long time. Oh no. Why are we having this conversation now? Bernie, you you get off of Coco Snood, and uh, I'm assuming the basket will fit around around Shadow with a little bit of adjustment. I mean, it's meant to be carried by, by Carlton, and while Shadow is bigger than Carlton, it's still... You guys were smart enough to make an adjustable basket. Shadow consents to this, although he looks really confused. Uh, Bernie, you get off of Coco Snoot. How do you lead Coco Snoot into the basket? Bernie's going to get Travancore to make uh, Shadow kind of lay down, like, on his tummy so that Coco Snoot can climb up top and uh, curl up in the basket. And then she's going to use some ropes to kind of baby Bjorn him in. Okay. And then she's going to look at Shadow and say, don't lose my dog uh it's easy enough shadow is happy to get the basket got um secured around him and is laying down shadow's on the ground with the basket and bernie is getting coco snoot into the basket and warning shadow about being playing nice but uh bernie you do notice as you lead coco snoot around that your warnings they don't seem to be necessary as the two of them for a moment touch noses and lick each other. And oh, then Coco yes. immediately Aww, follows around. Yes. In they my are head, friends. Coco Snoot is like, Fire bear, do not drop me, please. I do not want to die this way. I want to die in glory and honor, fighting for the motherland. And, and Shadow is very clearly, Nope, I won't. I won't drop you. I will do everything I can and not drop you. And you lead Coco Snoot into the basket. Coco Snoot is, in a weird way, bigger than Bernie. And the basket was something you could sit in that came up to your waist. So Coco Snoot kind of ends up hanging. Like when, when Shadow gets back up and kind of is, is leaning on his back legs before he's got the spider climb going so that Coco Snoot is kind of sitting up in the basket. He literally, like, his back legs are in your leg holes. He's sitting kind of like a baby in the basket. And he, he looks semi-ridiculous and semi-adorable. So we're, so we're, going, we're going with this orientation. Jack, it's important to let Shadow know that he needs to back walk. He needs to walk backwards. You've taught him that trick, right? I assume. Who's Jack? Travancore. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Travancore. You have taught Shadow how to walk backwards, right? I don't know that I've ever 
occurred to me that she needs. I, I would assume he knew that already. I would tell you okay. that one of my sister's dogs can't back up, so it is a thing some animals can't do. All right, all right. Quick practice run. Um, Shadow, walk backwards. Shadow eyes behind him to make sure he's nowhere near the the giant thirty foot hole in the ground. Angles himself a little differently and obediently takes a few steps backwards. Okay. All right. Okay. Sounds okay. like we're good. Good, good bear. bear. All right, Travancore, uh, be seeing you. And I sort of just give a little John Cena-style salute, <laughs> and then I head down the uh, the uh, the rope. Normal stealth. No uh, no need to, to waste the uh, super stealth on just just yet. Okay. Bucks, go with him. So Bucks is going with Travancore is... Have you already cast Spider Climb on Shadow? Not, Did I miss when that's supposed? No, we're gonna do. We're gonna let Travancore get down there, and then okay, and then Bucks is gonna come back up. Let us know that he's not dead, and then we're going to then we're going to uh, cast Spider Climb. Bernie and I are gonna head down. When we're about halfway, we feel like we've got a good enough lead. Or do you want to be closer to them, Bernie? I assumed that we were only putting one thing at a time on this ladder. Okay. Do you want to go next, or do you want do you I'll want Jonathan next. the Magimuscular? Bernie will go next. next. Jonathan the Magimuscular yields to the tiny gnome. Thank you. Okay, Travancore with Bucks flying around, uh, kind of doing lazy spirals down this way. Since nobody is doing any kind of um, stealth rolls, I would like you to just roll a perception check as you climb down this ladder. Okie doke. Oh, can Bucks? Sure. I will take from both of you. Huh. Nine. <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, One of those days. That's an 11. Okay. Wasted all my good rolls last week. (laughs) It's super dark. And as you very slowly make your way down, Travancore, you can feel that while this is a a stable ladder, as far as like it's steady and it's holding your weight without a problem, it's not connected to the wall as you go on down. So the further you go, the more it sways with you as as you take every step. But it's, it's not unbearable it's not um weird and you just continue to climb continue to climb continue to climb continue to climb about 80 feet down you finally can see the bottom you well you see it as it comes into your dark your dark vision range it's about 80 feet down to the bottom of this shaft and before you touch the ground you can see that it it ends in a little bit of a curve, so it's not a. It doesn't just end and then ninety degree. It it kind of curves a little bit out, and you can see that the the tunnel continues out of your vision. Uh, but it does it does eventually land. Do you want to go all the way down? Hmm. Going all the way. All right. You land on the bottom. It's it's that same rough tunneled stone, but you don't see anything else and bucks spiral continues to spiral on down lands on your shoulder doesn't notice anything else all right how much uh, space is down here like relative in the landing on the bottom of this uh this pit so to speak it's as if whatever tunneled just curved and is now going flat so it's still a 30 foot diameter tunnel that's just now going there, there's maybe a slight curve downward but it seems to be going north instead of straight into the earth got it okay all right so i'm gonna just take two or three steps back away from the immediate clearing area in case there are any like falling mishaps okay and bucks his instruction at that point is then fly back up 
Yep. And Bucks okay. gives you a nod and wings back up. And then, Bernie, you're heading on down? I'm heading on down, man. All right. I would love you to also give me a perception check. All right. That's a 22. Nice. You notice as you continue down this this shaft, having now been warned about that you're going to go about 80 feet down. So it's quite a climb. And you pace yourself as you're going down this ladder. You notice that there are two or three moments along the way along the shaft and where... You're not sure if it's purposeful or not. It's as if there's a a small alcove that had been dug out. It's they're small. They're, they maybe only go like ten feet into the rock, but it's there's two or three of them along the way. They seem to be empty. There's nothing there. They're on the opposite side from where the ladder is, though. Oh, I was gonna say I can't pause at one of them, right? Uh, you can. You just or you're gonna be on the opposite side. You're gonna be holding on to the ladder and kind of looking behind you to the opposite wall. Uh, did you want to? Yeah, I kind of. Could I do like an investigation check? Because I guess it'd be more than perception. Like, because I kind of want to see like what made. Like, I've been thinking about it. If, like, I have dark vision, so I can definitely see into them without any problem. But it's like, could I pause, get a better look, and try to see like if I can see if the kobolds made them or the dragon made them or. Something like that. Yeah, give me, give me an investigation check. All right. It's isn't great that I don't have any pluses to investigation. I'm deciding to do this on a rickety ladder. That's a seven. So that's pretty much par for the situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard because you're holding on uh, to this ladder and having to crane your neck behind you. So it's really hard to get a really good look. You're trying to be cautious because you're at that point in the ladder where it's it's rocking back away from the wall as you move. So you're, you're being really Mm-mm. careful. You don't see anything in this alcove that stands out. There's no... People, no bodies, nothing at least very large. But without actually getting into the alcove, it'd be hard for you to tell. How many alcoves are there total? Uh, you see, as you continue down, you see a total of three of them. And how are they All spaced? All on the other side. How are they spaced, like, going down? Like, how about how many feet between them? About every 20 feet. Suspiciously even spacing. And there's nothing that corresponds with them on my side? Not that you can see. As, uh, as you're climbing down uh, you see bucks kind of winging around and bernie's gonna bernie's gonna like kind of whistle at buck she's gonna be like bucks obediently flies toward you she's gonna say uh bucks um do you see those alcoves can you can you give one a cautious check don't don't do anything i'll get you hurt but they're definitely there on purpose now that bernie has pointed them out bucks can very clearly see them. He's actually kind of surprised that he missed them, but maybe he was just so concerned about Travancore on the way down. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, as Bernie can... Bernie, did you want to continue on down, or are you going to wait by one of the alcoves? Bernie's going to wait by one of the alcoves. She's going to take a little pause. So uh, did you want to stop at the second or the third one? Third one, because if the rope breaks, she wants to fall less. All right. You pause and Bucks wings his way into this alcove. As I said, it's maybe only seven to ten feet deep, and it's only about five to seven feet wide. It's it's very small. Uh, go ahead and have Bucks roll an investigation check. All right. Detective Bucks investigates. Uh, that's a nine. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, that's a nine. He thinks... 
he sees something in kind of the far back wall of the alcove and goes flying on in and does a, a very quick circle, mindful of, of Bernie's warning to be careful. And he sees what looks like two crossbow bolts just lying on the ground and then comes back out. Bucks is going to fly back up to me. Or actually, no, he just projects those images into my head. And Jonathan the Muscular says, Hey, Bernie, looks like there were there are just crossbow bolts sitting on the ground, but no no crossbows and no one to wield said crossbows, just the ammo. Bernie, you hear all of this as it echoes down the shaft. No ammo, 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 ammo. Interesting. Hey, Bucks, collect those. Bring bring them up. Bring them uh bring them down. We'll have a look when we when we get down. Does Bucks weigh anything more than a crossbow bolt? He could pick up one. Okay. It would because he's if he picks up one, he could pretty easily carry it and wing his way down. Asking him to fly up with it because he's a pygmy owl might be a bit difficult, but I'll say he can grab one of the the two in his talons and glide on down to to the ground. He's gonna go. He's gonna kick one off the off the edge. And then he's going to grab one, the other one and weigh it down. I find that that visual adorable. Kick. This little pygmy owl. Because like, it's in the back of this alcove. So he has to, he has to like soccer kick it a couple of times with his tiny kick, little talent. He kicks the can down the alcove. Bernie, you climb all the way down and meet up with Travancore at, at the bottom. And then about a minute later, you hear... And a few feet away from you drops a crossbow bolt, and then the silent form of Bucks appears gliding his way down to join that crossbow bolt on the ground, the other one clutched in his talons. Bernie's going to hold a hand out for it. Okay, Bucks, good job. Right. Yeah, as, as he comes down, he'll, dro- he'll drop it in. Yeah, he, he can do that, and he's, he's happy to get rid of it. It was, it was a bit... Crossbow bolts are thick and heavy. That's why he could really only do one, but yeah. I'm going to investigate it. Sure. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. You can you can see even before you roll, it seems to be a standard bolt. Nothing special. That's a 13. You think it hasn't been fired. The tip still seems to be pristine. And the other one on the ground is the same way. They seem to be fresh and, while they're not fancy, they are workable crossbow bolts and they they seem to be unfired. I don't know what kind of check this would be, like, what kind of check martial knowledge is, but does Bernie know enough to think that this is perhaps some sort of attempt at a defensible position? Like, if she, hmm. like, like my, my, me, Julia, thinks maybe there's a hidden door in each of these, and that if they believe they're under attack, they can have people firing out of them, I don't know, and ammo stored there. I'd say, obviously, you don't know if there is a secret door. You guys didn't see anything. I would say as far as like what Bernie thinks, if if you think this is a defensible position, then that that's what she thinks. Like the, you've got enough information there that I don't think, I think Bernie could come to that conclusion pretty, pretty much on her own without some weird check. They were opposite from the ladder going down and they did seem to be little alcoves. You don't know what's in the other two and you don't know, you didn't see anything else. You don't have a lot of information to go on, but you could conceivably see someone in that alcove being able to fire on someone on the ladder and the people on the ladder couldn't do very much. 
Hey, Bucks, you want to check those other two alcoves, see what's in them? Uh, Bucks gets up straight, gives you a salute with his wing, and flies up to the, uh, to the second one. Okay, roll an investigation check. All right. While he does this, uh, Jonathan, you and Carlton and Shadow and Coco Snoot are still hanging out at the top? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, all right, Shadow, uh, wait like five minutes and then come after me. And then I am going to touch Shadow and cast Spider Climb. And I say, remember, walk backwards. And actually, I'm going to stay with Shadow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of like, come on. Come on, little more. Are you going to shadow shadow? I'm going to shadow shadow. I'm going to shadow conduct shadow. Shadow ops. How many years have we gone through this that we finally got to shadowing shadow? Okay, sure. Wow. Uh, so what was Bucks's investigation for the second alcove? Uh, not good. Um, like oh, dear. Or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, nine. Nine. And he flies into that second alcove as you get on the ladder and start to head on down. Uh, shadow kind of inches his way backwards, uh, feeling the spider climb. It takes a little bit of coaxing. I, I don't think he's ever been spider climbed before. He's flown, but he hasn't spider climbed. He is now a spider so, climbing flying, flying fire bear. I'm, in my spider mind, he's just thinking, climbing. like, why didn't I have this in the way? Spider bear. Spider, spider bear. <laughs> Jonathan, you start climbing down the ladder and kind of beckon Shadow down. Come on. Come on, Shadow. Jonathan the Magic Muscular wants you to climb backwards. Come on. He, for a moment, he's not, he doesn't quite understand the difference between spider climbing and flying. So he takes this tentative, he knows he's supposed to go backwards. So he takes this tentative step off the the rocks with his back leg and he kind of floats. He, he, he doesn't fly. He just stumbles a little bit. And then, Jonathan, what do you do to convince Shadow? Like, how do you explain spider climbing to him? I say, Shadow, that wall is the ground for just a little bit, but only for a little while. So I just need you to cl- to walk backwards down the wall just for a little while until we get to Travancore. And then everything will be fine. All right, I need Shadow to roll an intelligence check. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Ooh, there's a fun penalty to that. <laughs> I'm picturing Shadow right now is in his head is like, why, why, why didn't I have this when we were climbing up that well? <laughs> right? Yes! Oh my well, god! Yes! <laughs> I will drink so nine, Shadow being a so very good, 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 smart good bear. Good boy! Good so, fluffy boy. So 19, but that's a natural 20. It's a, well, because his intelligence is a negative one. Shadow knows how important this is and how important it is to keep his friend Kokosnoot safe. And he trusts Jonathan implicitly, even though for a, a good 30 seconds, he has no clue what's going on. And then Jonathan, it's something about your words or the way that you move your hands or however, however you explain it, he, it, he suddenly kind of realizes what he's supposed to do. And instead of his back leg just kind of clawing out into the darkness, he reaches down and as soon as his paw connects with the side of this tunnel and he feels it connect like it's a, a, a sticky spider claw, he understands. And you see his eyes widen. And then he very slowly backs down into this shaft. Cocos Newt's still safely 
in the basket and he starts to parallel you down as the two of you climb down the ladder and Shadow climbing down the wall. Uh, at one point, you could swear you see a goofy grin on Shadow's face, but he doesn't do anything to jeopardize. The, he, you get the sense he knows exactly what he's doing, but he has no idea how to like stop it or if it will just suddenly stop. So he's he's being incredibly cautious with his movements. As you guys come on down... You already checked, Buck's already checked the second alcove, right? And so was he going to check the first? Yeah, he's going to fly up and check the first. I would love it. One final investigation check from Bucks. Uh, 12. Uh, same thing. He doesn't really see anything. This one seems uh, incredibly empty. He kind of wings his way around and through and then back down and and then follows you and Shadow and Kokosnut as you make your climb down the 80 feet of rope ladder. And hit the bottom without any problems. Shadow being very cautious to kind of back down. And then he backs his way butt first up to Bernie and then lays down. Bernie is going to very, very quickly and with very little dignity unhook Coco Snoot and get him off the bear and hug him very tightly. As Bernie is doing that, uh, Jonathan the Muscular wants to scratch Gives scratches to Shadow's face. He's like, who's a good fire bear? Who's a good fire bear? And as he's doing that, he casts Mage Hand and scratches uh, Shadow's haunches. He <laughs> fulfills the promise of the of the butt scratch. In, of he, all of the butt scratching. And he's doing that with a nice and septic Mage Hand. For a, a brief moment, uh, two of your three animal companions are in pure bliss. Uh, Coco Snoot Aww. is undignified licking your face and Bernie Shadow. licks his face back <laughs> it's he's a little hairy but he's clean because you always make sure that he's clean uh shadow Y'all ain't never is... read once in future king come on guys <laughs> carlton you are covered in mayonnaise at the top of the shaft yeah. all of your friends have now made it to the bottom what would you like to do i'm uh very carefully so as to not slide down like I had originally intended, thinking that this was a much smaller tunnel, uh, make my way down. Okay. So, like, are you... So this is a rope ladder. Describe to me in your uh, mayonnaise form how you're heading on down. Are you trying to just take it as a rope ladder, as a as a runged rope ladder, or are you doing your original plan of sliding and slip sliding away? You said it's uh, about 15 feet across? Or though it's thirty, it's fifteen foot radius, thirty foot diameter. The actual tunnel itself, yes. the The runged ladder, rope ladder that everybody else has been taking down, is maybe only about a foot across. It's a very narrow ladder, which is why y- you and Cocos Newton and Shadow were going to have issues. Everybody else could kind of manage it, being of slightly smaller stature. Mm-hmm. Okay. You think you could do it, but it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, I look at my hands, and the first thing I do is I kind of, like, wipe off the mayonnaise, like, on my, like, shorts, like, so that I have clean, dry hands. Uh, and I pull out one All of my right. hand axes, and I start, like, I put one foot down on the rope ladder and one foot, and I then next to the ladder throw in a hand axe to kind of, like, into the stone to kind of help brace me as I go down one by one the ladder. Foot arm while keeping a hand axe into the stone to kind of brace my weight. Is your hand obviously... axe going to survive that? Alright. So, because, like, otherwise I'll topple. You know what I mean? Because I'm so big. So I need to have that hand axe to help stabilize my weight. 
as you put your foot onto the rope ladder and your mayo-covered foot lands, I would love a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, God. Um, how does an 18 do for you? Uh, it's it's slippery, but you get the sense that, all right, you're going to have to be super careful. And I would like... Um, all you hear from a so cop, the thing lands- is, fuck, I forgot my feet. <laughs> well, you did say you covered yourself in mayonnaise. All right, uh, go ahead and make an athletics check to... Uh, piton your axe into the wall. Athletics. 14. Okay, it doesn't sink in very deep. I mean, it is stone, and your axe is sadly not magical, but you get enough of a grip that you're able to to kind of ease your way down. As you get about a third of the way down, I, I would love those checks again. Uh, which one first? Uh, the deck saving throw first. Okay. You're, I'm assuming your feet go first, and then axe. Uh, feet, ten. Axe. Okay. For the deck save. Oh, it's a little bit more slippery than you were imagining. And but there's the this brief moment. It goes to an eighteen. So there's this brief moment as you put your foot down, and where it slides forward, because you're about a third of the way down, and the 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 ladder has come away from the wall a little bit, and you slam into the wall as, as your weight goes sliding forward. Uh, but fortunately, your hand axe stabilizes you. Um, I would like one more check as you make it on down to the bottom. <gasps> oh, dear. Uh, eight dexterity saving throw, 15th athletics. You think that you've got this down, and, and by now, the mayo has to be off of your foot, right? And your foot goes sliding out from under you, but you manage, after only about a couple of feet, to nail that axe into the wall uh, to prevent yourself from falling. You take one point of my arm is being wrenched out of its socket damage before you manage to get back onto the ladder. And then... Pretty much from there, you're able to, to make it all the way down. The Everybody is happy to see you, including the animals who uh, are not Bucks. Unless Bucks likes mayo, I don't know. But the two of them are happy to see you and take this opportunity to show their appreciation by licking your Manny's covered body. Because they've been waiting until now to do that. Oh, it tickles. And and Bernie, Bernie looks, because fun times is over, she's going to look at Coco Snoot so... Say, Coco Snoot, no, not, not now. I do, if you get the shits while we're in this cave, it's not going to be pleasant. <laughs> as soon as you say that, Coco Snoot obediently trots on over and gets ready for you to climb back onto him. Don't want you to have the goddamn Manny's farts while I'm riding you. Oh, Carlton will have the Manny's farts. Uh, Travancore, you take a moment and unhook the basket from the back of Shadow, and you can put it back into your your bag of holding. So you're all at the bottom of this shaft. As I said, it it kind of it doesn't come to an abrupt stop and then move north. It it curves like a like a snake to the north and continues as this circular pathway leading into darkness. As far as you can see, there's nothing else there. What would you like to do? I'm inclined to keep going, just to see how much further we can That's go. That's what we're here for, right? We're not, yeah. we're definitely not turning back. Yeah, we're, <laughs> I, I'm down, I'm now only down one spell, so I, I'm still good to go. Wait, you took one point of damage? Hold on, I need to record that. <laughs> yeah, he took... One point of wrenching out of his his uh, shoulder socket damage. But it would have been a lot worse if he hadn't nailed the wall with that axe. 
We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offers stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. The wonderful folks behind Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms has given us a code for a free gold chest in their game. What's Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms? Well, it's an officially licensed D&D idle clicker game that you can download and play on your PC via Steam. I've been playing it for a while now, and trust me, it's loads of fun. I usually have it running while I'm editing the audio for our episode. So I'm really excited that we have this offer for our listeners. Gold chests contain five cards from uncommon to rare rarity and give you buffs and sometimes equipment for your champions. Now, this code expires on April 1st, 2018 at 9 p.m. Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. P-A-R-R-F-R-U-G-L- A-U-D-A-R-T-S. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. As you guys wander your way down this tunnel, there's a couple of points in where this round burrowing into the rock starts to split into multiple pathways and i'd like any of the animal companions who are interested in continuing to track evelyn if that's your intent that i'm gonna need survival checks from them okay that is a 21 from bucks but natural 20 everyone drink <laughs> let's uh i don't know if it's quit fishing if i'm trying to go for 20 myself but whatever the equivalent is when there multiple people rolling let's see Oh, 18. Worth a shot. 18's still really good. Coco Snoot's going to try. Coco Snoot got a 15. Okay. Coco Snoot only smells mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, no, with a 15 and an 18, Coco Snoot and Shadow are very quick at the the next couple of junctions to figure out which way to go. Unlike some of the other rooms that you've been in, where obviously Evelyn has been to multiple locations, in this what is quickly becoming a maze of tunnels. It looks like she has taken only one path at each of these branching paths. They're very quick to to continue down one of two or three or even more pathways. Bucks with his natural 20, obviously he can't see smells from Evelyn. What he does notice are the faint, smaller scratches in the ground, in the rock that look like claw marks that are indicative of kobolds. And they are also going in the same direction. Well, that's mm. interesting. Uh, Travancourt, I've had a thought. I mean, she's defo trying to kill you. She's trying to scry on you. She's now probably allied herself with a dragon, kind of like you did earlier. She seems really obsessed with you in an unhealthy way. Not to point out the obvious or anything. But I think she wants to be you. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's that's funny. I don't really want to be myself. But, Single uh, and car and female. Yeah. Or like right? that scene in Mean Girls. <laughs> oh. I love that play. Oh, that was a great play. <laughs> uh, it's too bad what happened to that one actress. You know, she got it. She got into the ale and got into the snuff and got yeah. into that moon the sugar. Got yeah, got into the puff. She got the she got I the got puff in hard. That puff. Yeah, Steven just got to that episode. He was like, "Why is Travancore trying to do, or why is Carlton trying to do drugs?" I was like, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the puff." We all agree that drugs are bad and that winners don't do drugs. Yeah, drugs are bad. Mk, do you think she? Do you think she's on drugs? You think she's on drugs? Well. She's definitely talking to fiends, and, you know, up until that, I was hoping to save her, but no, man, she did what my family always does, <laughs> rely with devious beings of immense power, so maybe I can be the first not to do that. <laughs> oh, Travancore, we've already done that, but that's okay, that's okay. Well, not so much. I've done the least of it of my family, I think that's <laughs> at least in the, th- the past thousand years, years or so. <laughs> so I feel like that's a pretty place that's to start. start. You, know, you can't just turn. You can't turn a big ship very quickly. It takes time. You <laughs> can't go cold turkey. <laughs> Listen, I just need a, a, a little bit of working with a with an evil higher power. Just, just a little bit. A just little a little bit, bit to get me through the next life. Yeah. Okay. I would love for everybody to roll a perception check. I would love. All to. right. Anyone for the animals too? Uh, if they would like, they don't have to. Ah, eh, why not? Well, that's why not. That's why not. <laughs> All right, Carlton? Uh, 15. And Jonathan and Bucks? Uh, Jonathan the Match Muscular coming in with a not great five. And then Bucks coming in with a much better 21. And Travancore and Shadow? Travancore rolls a respectable 17. Shadow the Spider Bear rolls a nine. And Bernie and Coco Snoot? Bernie gets a 22. Coco Snoot gets a 13. Okay. Carlton, Bucks, Travancore, and Bernie, as you guys spend the next hour winding your way through these tunnels, slowly heading deeper and deeper into the ground, following as your animal companions are able to track Evelyn through multiple branching pathways in what is quickly becoming a rat's nest, an ant's warren of branching and winding passages that all kind of look the same. You continue along this path. Uh, It's totally dark, totally quiet. Carlton and Travancore, I'll say the two of you, since you're, you're probably at the front of this group, you guys notice the tripwire before you come across it. Ooh. And a stop. And a say tripwire, you guys. Okay, everybody, quick save. <laughs> Everyone, press uh, your your hot save my progress. Save your progress. You see, like a little like dotting, like dotted ring in front of Carlton's face. Like, do, 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 do. one second, guys, it's buffering. <laughs> now loading. <laughs> Haven't we had enough buffering today? I feel like Carlton does a lot of buffering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Jonathan the Magic Muscular does a lot of buffing, and he starts flexing. Oh, God, no. In my head, nobody said anything out loud except for Jonathan the Magic Muscular does a lot of buffing. Like, all of of us were talking as players, and then all of a sudden, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is in a dark dragon cave flexing, and none (laughs) of our characters are surprised? I mean, this 
This we is look a- at our sundial watch and be like, yep, it's three o'clock. Ooh, it, this is on brand. I'm like, yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly how I was going to describe it. On brand. This is this is vintage J- JMM. I'll say that the Travancore did stop everybody, mom hand everybody and say, you know, tripwire. And then as you all take that moment to stop, that's when JMM takes the, the moment to stop to flex. And because he didn't see the tripwire he has no idea he just knows he was told to stop so that he's now in the dark <laughs> if it wasn't for your goggles you wouldn't even see yourself flexing oh hell no all right you see a tripwire you've stopped i guess it's a simple matter of just stepping like over it you know how to disable the actual trap i'm not doing anything yet i'm just thinking out loud here to be clear to all dungeon masters involved chatting court you, I mean, you have detect traps. Is there any inspection you could do to see if you could, like, disarm it? I take that question that Jules asked and I relay it to the DM. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's multitude of things that you could do to disarm it, depending on what kind of trap it is. Of course, you can decide to walk over it like you did. It's It's only about a foot off the ground, so all of you could very easily step over it. But then it would still be there if you ever wanted to come back this yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I was or thinking. Or you could try to disarm it. Yeah. I was thinking about if we were running very fast away from something. But if we were running very fast away from something and we all remembered that it was here, we could all hop over it and then the baddie trips it. John is the magic muscular. I love you dearly. But you are the only one among us who has perfect memory. This is true. And I think the baddie probably knows it's there. You could remember exactly where it is and still miss seeing it in, in a rush. That's true. One thing, though, before that, before we snip, snip, disable, disable, uh, Savvy, uh, I am going to take my, my mage hand, take it over the, uh, the tripwire, and press down on the floor just on the other side of it. Just to make sure there's not a trap for those clever motherfuckers that may try to step over it, and then they step onto the other trap. The meta trap, we'll call it. That's how the Easter Bunny got got. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's hopping over things, thinking he's all clever, and then and then no, no more Easter Bunny. Sorry, kids, you had to find out. So yeah, are you, are you pressed down? Are, are you thinking of Briar Rabbit? Is this something you're telling your children? I don't... Dear Travancore Jr. <laughs> I'm sorry, Travancore Jr. Your father got really dark very quickly. He's usually a very positive, light part of our podcast. I'm not sure what he's told you about the Easter Bunny, but if you want to come talk to Auntie Julia, she will make things better. I love this podcast. is now good luck, Charlie. <laughs> G- grim fairy tales are grim for a reason. Jonathan, you cast Mage Hand, have it go over the tripwire and press down on the on the dirt or the on the stone just over the tripwire, and your your Mage Hand makes a little bit of dust and nothing seems to happen. Okay, he presses down and then he does the. Huh, 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 huh. Okay. No, no meta traps here, pat, guys. Pat, 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 yeah. pat, like oh, all over. Yeah, yeah. Pat, that's pat, 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 really pat. good to know. What do you think this is? The Tomb of Annihilation? Ah. Oh. Ah. 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 The product has been placed. Ah. Hey, so that uh, all that, right, what would you like to that do? page we have, I mean, it's from a book. It's from a, from a book of an enemy. A tome of a foe, if you will. You mean those foam of toes? Those foam of toes. Oh, God. I All right. I'm stand up by now. my please, request. Please cut this. <laughs> both the, <laughs> the tripwire and the stupid joke. Nope. 
All staying in. Shame is a standard action. All staying in. What would you like to do? (laughs) Can Travancore inspect it to see if he can dismantle it? Sure. Travancore, I would love an investigation check. Oh, I JMM will help. Detective Travancore. Detective Travancore and Inspector JMM investigate. Do, 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 do. Oh, 13. Do I get like an advantage because he's helping? Since, uh, since Jonathan is helping you, I'll give you advantage. So just you go ahead and roll with advantage instead of giving me two separate checks. Yeah, so 13. Wait, that's, that's your investigation? That's Shit, all it is. I yeah, should have done think, it. Think, so the, oh, well. Yeah. Can't you investigate no, to, it? Yeah. I'm trying to streamline things. It looks like the wire goes from one side of this hallway to the other into the rock. Ooh. So, I mean, Caven, I'm guessing that any attempt to, I mean, I don't know if you dismantle, dismantle this thing or not, but I'm guessing if you trip it, it's going to cause a cave-in for this tunnel. That's just ballpark. Yeah. Just looking at it. You're unsure. I mean, what we can, you can use your disabled traps or however you want to do it to, to figure out a way, like hanging two rocks on the side of the water or, or on the side of the wire and then cut it so that there's still tension. Um, I, I don't know. I, the, the trap, whatever skill you use is kind of like your a conceit to a character to find a way to do it based on your role. And if, if it did, if you do badly, then you do badly. And if you don't, then hey, you figured it out. I don't think I have anything quite like that as an ability, interestingly enough. If you would like to try to disable it, then it would be a dexterity check. Um, if you had thieves tools, you would get a, a bonus to that, but to just try to disable it would be a dexterity check. I, I keep meaning to go and get, like, buy slash steal thieves tools. I think every freaking time I'm in this situation, I'm like, the next time I'm going to get thieves tools. I'm, I'm going to make a mental note right now. If I survive this encounter with one of the last members of my family, I am, first thing I'm going to do is go to a store and buy some freaking thieves tools. <laughs> but that said, I'm, pre- I'm still a pretty dexy beast, so I'm hoping that, uh, hey, if I, one of you guys help me, I get advantage, right? Or is that not how it works? This case, this case, no. No, like I would, I'm, I'm offering the advantage for checking it out, but in this case, it's you're the one with the the scissors yeah, over the wires on the bottom. Right. You're the one. In that yeah. case, uh, Travancore thinks one last time of apples, and then Olivia, and then tries to do the thing. I like that. That's the that's the order, huh? Apples, apples first. first. But Olivia last. That's the last thing. If I died, then that she'd be the last person on my mind. So seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. So you pull out. You don't have any thieves' tools, as it were, but like examining this wire and taking a moment, you successfully manage to snip it. And kind of just at the last moment, as you snip it, you realize, oh no, this isn't going to make the cave fall in or anything. This is one of those crossbow traps, and you snip it. And nothing happens. It goes slack and you're okay. And now as you kind of look down the hallway, now that you know what this thing is, you can see two or three holes on either side of this circular hallway that you suspect if you peered inside would would have a crossbow ready to to go. Hmm. Well, now that I'm aware of it, I can avoid it. It's a big crossbow theme here going on. You do know that kobolds like using crossbows. Ah. All of you would know that from your previous experiences of Hail Tiamat! Hail Tiamat! <laughs> All right. As you guys continue, you spend another 
30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. It's hard to tell. There's no, there's no ambient light in here. There's no, there's a little bit of airflow from somewhere, but you're not exactly sure from where. Um, but you continue to wander these tunnels. I need one more survival check from whatever animals are tracking Evelyn. Oh no, he's, he's lost the eye scent. I also want to keep oh, an eye out for more traps. Wait, doesn't he have advantage on, uh, on smell checks? Shadow? Hey, shadow? In tracking Elizabeth? Oh, keen smell. Right. Duh. I'm a dumb. Not that it helped, but okay. Thanks for reminding me. All right. So what do we get from Shadow? Nine. And from Coco Snoot? We got a 19. And from Bucks? Uh, we got a four. Thankfully, Coco Snoot still seems to be on top of this. And so while Travancore and Carlton, I'm assuming you guys have been at the front of this little group, as Shadow circles at one point a, a fork in these tunnels, three different directions ago, and he can't quite figure out where to go. Bucks is circling overhead, looking for signs, but of course, it, it's really hard to track on stone. Coco Snoot just kind of sniffs his way through the group and very confidently takes a couple of the forks. And you guys spend another uh, hour following as your animal companions sniff through, finding the, the scent leading towards where, where you hope Evelyn is. There's a few moments in where you think you see some light ahead. You're not quite sure. And I'd like everybody to give me some more perception checks. Carlton. 18. And... Bernie, I'm just I'm just getting at this point from the four of you, oh, not animal companions. Thirteen, and uh, Jonathan, three. That one though. <laughs> Jonathan, you. Okay, I'm gonna ask what happens when Jonathan rolls a natural one on his perception check. What are you doing that is so distracting, or what is distracting you? Well, I am still concentrating on uh, on spider climb because. Because I, I've been doing that this entire time. But then as I'm thinking... How long does Spider Climb last? An hour. Oh, it's been way more than an oh, hour. Oh, okay. Then it's done. So Jonathan the Magimuscular is tracing spells in his mind. He's kind of retreated to his mind palace. He is so close to figuring out how to teleport and scry on things. And he, he's so close that it's distracting him actively. Jonathan the Magimuscular has shit on his mind. And uh, Travancore, what did you roll? 16. Okay, Bernie, you would have rolled better. You would have noticed this, except just as Travancore and Carlton pause, Jonathan bumps into your you and Coco Snoot. Like he literally just walks into the back of Coco Snoot. You could swear you hear Jonathan actually saying something very, very softly under his breath, like he's muttering under his breath. And the two of you are momentarily distracted with each other. Travancore and Carlton. You guys, you guys notice two different things. Carlton, you notice that the, this circular passage that you've been following for two, two and a half hours now finally seems to open up into something larger with a flat, walkable, easily walkable, flat uh, bottom. It's been like walking in a sewer. It's a little weird with this curved bit on the bottom, but now it flattens out and you see kind of a more uh, harder left angle and you could swear you see a little bit of light at the edge of your vision. Travancore, you see all this, you also, for the briefest of moments, very clearly hear someone yelling something, like yelling in anger, just like a second and a half of someone yelling. Do I know what language it's in? It's an 
echo off the walls and it's it's more of all you kind of get is the of a couple of vowels and a harsh consonant on the end it's there's not enough but the, the fact that you even heard it at all is amazing watch your backs the consonants get harsher this further in <laughs> oh okay okay would you guys like to continue yeah, yeah. all right you guys continue down this left turn. It's still all rough rock. Nothing is worked stone except for, obviously, care has been taken to flatten out the bottom. And for the first time in the last couple of hours, as you reach a portion of this cavern, of these these winding passages, um, there's a fork in the road, one leading to what you think is the east, one leading north and one leading west. None of your animal companions are able to distinguish a, a centralized path. It looks like Evelyn has gone down all three passages. <sighs> and we can't tell which smell the strongest one is? Not really. Well, we should probably go to the tunnel that has the light, right? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. Carlton, it yes. looks like uh, Carlton and Travancore, with your perceptions from earlier, it looks like the tunnel leading east and the tunnel leading north. Both of those have the faintest glimmer of what might be candlelight. The tunnel going west is darkness. So that rules out darkness, one would think. I mean, you can see in the dark. I can. We all can. Yeah, you have to go- those goggles. Well, right, right. What I'm saying is, so can she. Right. It's true. And I'm- and It's I- true. And I'm willing to bet that devil can, too. You also all know that even though dark vision lets you see in the dark, it's all like shades of gray, and it's not as clear as being in light. Like, it it has a, a very finite limit. I, I think it's only like 40 feet or 60 feet or something. So yeah. even, even creatures and humanoids that have dark vision would not necessarily want to live in pitch blackness in order to see. It would be very difficult to even, like, read yeah, in, I- in pitch blackness. Another thing to consider would be that if we go to the where she isn't, we may be able to get another leg up, like another page of the, uh, of the Demon Summoning book or some other clue. Maybe something that could prepare us a little bit better. That is true. It's fair. And at the very least, we can cross off that one walkway one tunnel you know there's one thing i'd like to try like i want to see if there's any of these pathways that a cobalt hasn't been in or at least there's fewer cobalt traffic i want to see if i can do it i don't know if it's a perception check or investigation to see what way has the least amount of cobalt going that way give me a survival check survival it is don't suck well that's always the aspiration right Nah, it's a mediocre roll but the 16 it seems like you're at some kind of hub. The the few scratches you can see on the ground and with a 16 you can also see little tiny bits like crumbs of food, maybe a, a scrap of cloth here or there, just like minute tiny little details of passing of of beings in general, but specifically you're kind of looking for these cobalt tracks. Looks like they've been down all three of these passageways. And the hub that you're in is very trafficked. So this entranceway essentially into whatever this next section is, is obviously the main entrance and exit point to wherever you're about to go. 
Well, I hope you like kobolds, because guess what, Jackpot? Hail Tiamat! Hail Tiamat! I just don't want to have to kill Vang, but I don't... Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. What if we can recruit Vang and his cave dragon help us with the fiend? I I think that's not... That's not feasible. Let's just hope for randos that we don't know that well. Hey, I can kill this (laughs) kobold. Hold up a kobold, zap him, and it's like, help, not Vang. (laughs) Throw him behind my back. Do we want to go down the the, the dark tunnel first? Do we want to do process of elimination? Yeah, let's do dark tunnel first. Yeah. All right. Darkness it is. You guys head down the western tunnel. As you head in that direction, I would love a uh, a marching order. I'll stay in front. And uh, tank going to tank. All right, so Travancore, and and it's, once again, it's about a 10, 15 foot wide passageway, so you could be two abreast. So Travancore and Carlton, uh, who next? Spellcasters? Yep. In the middle? In the middle. Then okay. Aminals in the back. Well, I'm on so my Bernie and... Oh, the less than the non-riding animals. So I guess it's just Bucks yeah. and Shadow hanging yeah, out in the back. Right. All right, so as you guys move down this passageway, it starts... To the left, but then it very quickly curves and you head for about 15 minutes. You follow this passageway as it curves and starts to head north and then curves and starts to head east and then curves and starts to head south. Like you've made this giant wide circle around something. And um, I'd love some perception checks as you guys start to head south. All All right. right. Travancore and Shadow. Uh, seven for myself, uh, but that's a natural one, full disclosure. Ten for Shadow. Uh, Travancore, what's got you so distracted with your natural one? What's got me so distracted? Like, I, I'm trying to re- I, I only have so much family left, and I find out that one of the family were, like, a big sister, like, cousin figure, who I could have gotten to know, couldn't gotten to, like, hang out with, learn stuff from, maybe just, you know, bond with, and I never had any siblings. Turns out she's evil. Turns out she's just as shitty as everyone else in my shitty family. So, yeah, what's what's distracting Travancore? As these thoughts circle through your head, Carlton. Uh, Carlton got a 16. And Bernie? Bernie got a 24. Coco Snoop got a 16. Okay, and Jonathan and Bucks? Uh, Jonathan gets a 13, Bucks gets a 21. Carlton, Bernie, and Bucks, as you head south, the three of you notice... A light down towards the end of, not that the tunnel ends, but you see a light ahead of you. Some more kind of faint, maybe candlelight. The three of you hear someone talking. You can't quite make out the words. It's once again, it's an echoed voice. Maybe two echoed voices, but you just hear, you know, the consonant, the hard consonant come off the walls. But you know there are people ahead. I get an image in my mind from Bucks with an owl feather over his beak saying shh in the shush no- signal. I, I whisper to Travancore, I'm like, hey, now would be a good time for Pass Without Trace. I cast Pass Without Trace. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so dejected. It's like, it's a living. <laughs> like Eeyore. I cast Pass Without Trace on my party. Rabbit. Considering the things Poo. that have been going through your head, that kind of makes sense. Am I Piglet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Well, Piglet was pretty smart. Okay, 
Uh, if you're casting Pass Without a Trace, then I guess I would. <laughs> I will take a stealth check from everybody. It's a plus Sweet. ten with Pass Without a Trace, right? Yeah, plus your normal stealth bonus. So ten plus whatever your stealth would normally be. Oh, thank God for uh, Pass Without a Trace. Jesus! Oh, oh my gosh! God. Wow! <laughs> wow! This is exciting. Well, we suck it. again. It would have been, been bad for me otherwise. Stealth is what? It's a dex. Yeah, thank God for Pass Without yeah. Trace. Yeah. Okay. All right, Carlton. Uh, with the pass without trace, that's a nineteen. And Jonathan and Bucks. Bucks gets a twenty-six, and Jonathan the Magic Muscular uh, is along with his muscular battle bro, and also gets a nineteen. Uh, Travancore and Shadow. Twenty-three for the distracted <laughs> former Viceroy Blenmar, and then a twenty-five for uh, the spi- the Spider Fire Bear. And Bernie and Coco Snoot. Bernie got a twelve, but Coco Snoot got a twenty. Okay. Did you actually roll a two? Is that what you rolled? I rolled a two. Okay. Fortunately, with you on Cocos Newton, with this being a group stealth check, and it's it's a a quiet walk down this hallway. You go about 70, 80 feet straight south before you can see on the right-hand side an exit, essentially. The, the tunnel itself continues south, but you all clearly see this alcove this this exit way and as you get close the two voices become more distinct and while you can't hear what they're saying uh, as you get within about 20 feet of the door uh travancore it's evelyn and it's that devil oh jeez, we chose wisely buffs now any buffs um yeah buffs are good get in there and we fucking yeah bless yeah, I'll cast yeah, bless. I can um, cast bless. Hold on, let me pull bless up. You mage armored forever oh, ago, yeah. right? Okay. Do I have a line of sight to Evelyn from where I am now, or do I have to turn around? Uh, you would have to move about... There's not a door, but it looks like there is a there is essentially a cave entrance to the right that you can hear and see light coming out of. You would have to move up another 15 feet to peek around the the side, which you could do if you wanted to. I'm just being a nice DM and stopped you before you got within line of sight. I communicate an idea to Bucks. He looks at me very funny and lands in my hand. Okay. Bernie, if you are casting Bless... It's it's a one-minute spell, so we need to cast it as we go in. Uh, What I need to know is, if you're casting it, what's the... Is it verbal? Is it somatic? Is it... What's the components on it? It's... I have to say it. Okay. Because we are within uh, the silent area of Pass Without Trace. Well, Pass Without a Trace just helps with silence. It doesn't create silence, so... Bernie can whisper that shit. You can. I would... If you're going to cast it, I'm going to need a stealth check from you specifically. Okay. Okay. Remember, you still have Pass Without Trace. There's a 29. Woo! Okay. Woo! You are able to whisper very (laughs) softly under your breath. I'm going to cast it at a high enough level that I can bless all of us. Oh. Wow. Wow. All right. Rock on. Yeah, because usually I just bless you three fools, and then the bear dies, and then I almost die, and we're not going to do that today. <laughs> All right, bless has been cast. What would you guys like to do? You want to slice the pie? Let's kick the door. Let the fire. Yeah. Do there any spells you want to precast? No. 
Um, all my stuff is blasty or or conditiony. So, uh, and I, there's something that I need to concentrate on. So I can't use watery sphere. I'm still front and center. I'm planning to try and get in this door as well as possible or pass away without being seen. If I can get a line of sight to her as soon as I have one, I'm actually. I want to. As soon as I have a line of sight to Evelyn, I'm charging my flare bow and taking my shot. Okay. Take the shot. Jonathan, what are you concentrating on right now? Nothing yet. Okay. I have a, I have a plan. Okay. I just, if you were casting a spell, I was going to need the same stealth check from you. Travancore, you're going to creep forward? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you do. You get to the corner and peer around the corner. There is no door. There is a hallway. Looks to be about 20, 30 feet of that rough rock until it opens up into a very familiar cave. A small little cavern with a cot on the floor and some papers scattered about. And for a moment, you're shaken because there stands back to you the same figure that you saw in your scry with Master Zick. The dark cloaked figure, the back side of her as she is speaking to something that would be blocked by her, except it is a size larger than her. Now that you are seeing it with your own eyes with a little bit more of a perspective, you can see that this this devil that she has summoned is massive. It dwarfs Carlton, especially with its outstretched wings. And just as you peek around the corner, uh, this creature that's staring intently at Evelyn snarls out I've had enough of your demands without giving up anything of your own you will and then she pauses I charge my flare bow and fire at Evelyn immediately okay as you charge the flare bow the creature says or maybe he will take care of you and she smiles and we'll pick this up next week as you fire on Evelyn Ayer, and we'll see what happens. Oh my god, I have been waiting for this. Oh, Jesus, my, my heart is beating out of my chest. <laughs> but we're, we're going to wait a little bit longer as I, I like these cliffhangers. Dramatic. Also, we've been playing for quite a while. Dramatic. Pause. Thank you, Calculon. <laughs> Antissa. Okay, let me give you some experience, <laughs> and then next week we'll we'll start with that flare bow shot, and then we'll probably roll initiative. So for Carlton taking taking any chance to cover himself in mayo, even when it is inappropriate, which I love. Um, for spider climbing the bear and managing for uh, Shadow to completely understand what's going on and proving once again that he might just be a bear, but he's more than just a bear. For Bernie uh, noticing some interesting alcoves in the wall for Travancore describing your inner turmoil, I'm going to give you guys a total of uh, 3,200 experience to split between the four of you. And next time on Dungeon Drunks, there she is! She's right there! There she blows! Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. 
We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeon drunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our artifact and wondrous tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Michael Lapointe, aka Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.